0: I don't know how to begin this one. It's Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. You know, Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen.
1: I tried Comment to come in with a harmony cubing, there, but it, fucked
0: donder it. and Blitzen. <laughs> but do you recall the most badass podcast of all? Old head and Eddie Sparks are here to crank and rank some shit. That's oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, just like so him with the clicks, too. <laughs> um, and if you ever saw them. You would say they fucking rule. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Love> Hello, <it. laughs> everyone. Hey. Welcome
0: to uh, Cranked and Ranked, a very special Cranked and Ranked. Um, for those of you who are new, don't listen to this episode, because <laughs> this is not, <laughs> not what we normally do. We are normally a, a podcast where we rank uh, the discographies of many, many, many artists, rock, metal, couple hip-hop, but, you know, it's it's all about ranking Albums, But today, uh, we thought we would get into the holiday cheer a yeah. little bit, and we uh, are going to be ranking our top 10 Christmas songs. Now, every time I say that, I go, you know, pe- there will be people watching who aren't Christian or don't celebrate Christmas. Yeah. But to be fair, I don't know about in England, but in, in the U.S., Christmas very rarely is about Christ yeah. <laughs> at least in my, in my life. It's never been, it's, you yeah, know, it's, it's,
1: it's pretty much the same here. I think, yeah. you know, it's, it's largely the more commercialized Santa version, but you know, yeah. I, I like that commercialized Santa version. So, yeah. And, and so, so
0: obviously none of my songs are going to be all like J- baby Jesus songs because that's not, those songs there annoy the fuck poor out of
2: me. Child, Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh first off though you know I've, I've got an old head t-shirt as you guys can see if you're listening to the podcast hell yeah go over to the video so i so i'm 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 fudging with making merch um <laughs> so there's this and then i'm just gonna take a little sip of my coffee real quick oh shit we got mugs we got fucking mugs
1: oh, <laughs> oh i so, like that
0: so these are my test ones. Like I ordered I ordered a shirt and a mug just to see like the quality of it. Now it's not great. Like that's the biggest I could make the image. This is through Spreadshirt, which is through YouTube. It's like one of the things that you you know lead you to to YouTube. Yeah. And it's kind of it's a little bit off-center, not off-center, but it's crooked a little bit, but whatever. Hey, um, that's that's charming. Yeah. What nothing's perfect and but, and I think yeah. The reason why I wanted to bring them on here today is because people that watch this, I want to get a good I want to get some feedback on would you buy these things? Cuz I can make all sorts of shit through Spreadshirt. I can make I can make shirts, hoodies, stickers, coffee mugs. I mean all like backpacks, um doggy yeah. bandanas. Um I can make a teddy bear wearing a Crankton Rank t-shirt. It's just Gotta so, go. so the real question is, would anybody out there buy this shit? Cause my, my intention is by the beginning of the new year, I'm going to have my designs ready to go and I'm going to launch the, uh, the, the store. And then people will be able to buy things like this mug and, uh, and other things. So it's more just like, you know, and I think it's pretty good. This, this is like the, it's, it's just a regular ass shirt, just like a hundred percent cotton shirt. And it, feels pretty good it's pretty good quality hell yeah um, anyway so sorry <laughs> podcast listeners uh, but there's there's merch there's merch coming um so if you are only a podcast listener and you hate youtube drop me a line at oldheadpodcast at gmail.com and tell me you'd be interested in merch and i can i can hook it up that way but sure. um but yeah, sorry, sorry, that was a little bit that's uh, off subject. We're 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 cranking and ranking Christmas time as usual. Possible Christmas presents. Hey, for, there you go. Well, for next yeah. year, next year. Yeah, anyway. for next year. <laughs> um, but uh, as usual, I'm your host uh, Stephen, aka Old Head. With me as always, Eddie Sparks.
1: Ho ho, how's it going? Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So yeah, today's top ten Christmas songs, and this is going to be a real loose and fun. Kind yeah. of a episode to wrap up the new, the, the, the 2021, um, because, season two, baby. Cause we're going <laughs> to, yeah. Cause we're after this, we're taking a, a couple weeks off, three weeks off. I don't know how many weeks it is. Um, we'll be back like they think the second week in January or something like that. Yeah. Um, but another really important thing though, is that today, um, now this is not cranked and ranked in, in just in, in general or, but I don't words that come out of my mouth, Today is the 100th 100th podcast episode I've released.
2: So hey. so that's
0: there were 33 episodes of the Old Head podcast, those of you who are super old school, and now we've done 67 cranked and ranked episodes equaling <sighs> 100 shit. podcast episodes. So that's wow. That's that's something to celebrate too. And so yeah, my very first episode came out January 3rd of 2019, so it's almost been three years of doing this shit nice um, anyway so i had to get a a coffee drink i'm sorry everyone that's cool (laughs) so um also in the podcast world you can't see that i'm wearing my santa hat and uh eddie is wearing his uh uh appropriate coca-cola santa claus because that's where the that's where the santa image we know and love came from really is from coca-cola because i think there was like a a saint nick or Santa something back in you know olden times yeah. but didn't look like this the, the version that we know is is a marketing thing through yeah. coca-cola yeah I, th- I
1: think i remember hearing one of those like like weird facts do you ever have like a a, a toilet facts book growing up that you just had like a thousand and one freaky facts and it would just sit yeah. by the toilet and you would like pick it up and read it and just learn stupid shit that yeah. no one would ever ask about but, uh, that was I the remember- internet back then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I remember I had one. It was like it was orange, and it had like a bunch of cool cartoon shit on the front cover. But I think I remember one of the um, facts in there was uh, Santa used to be green, or like his suit was green before yeah. um, Coke took it and made it red, and it just kind of took off from there.
0: Yeah, that's, that's gotta be, imagine like, imagine being the, well, the person who started Coca-Cola is probably dead, but just imagine like being, you know, Coca-Cola and like, not only did you create a, a soft drink where it's become the word that everybody uses for soft drinks and you invented Santa Claus. I mean, come on, what more do you need in your life? That's, I I mean... you're pretty much god at that point yeah because <laughs> there's i because in different parts of of the u.s especially like some people just refer to all sodas as cokes
1: yeah i'm um, guilty of of
0: calling pepsi's cokes myself i i say soda i that's my yeah. word I, my go-to word is always soda um fair but but you know anyway but back in on the track. uk we call it fizzy <laughs> <laughs> is that really what it's called fizzy that yeah I like that. fizzy better.
1: in the fridge. <laughs> I like
0: that. Yeah. All right. Hell yeah, dude. So um, Eddie has informed me that he he's so into the Christmas spirit he couldn't actually narrow it down to ten songs. So he has eleven songs. So yeah. I'm gonna let him uh, start off with two very special two in a row from Eddie Sparks so he can do his eleven and ten and then we can get things going as usual. So um, do you think? Let me throw this out there. Should we put together an Apple Music and Spotify playlist of our Christmas approvals? Yes. Hell let's yeah. Let's do that. I'll, cool. I'll, I'll try to put a link down below in the, in the description of the video. And if you're in podcast world, um, I don't know how to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it'll be somewhere in the internets. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and just get started with your number 11 Christmas song. And these are our favorites, right? Like we're not yeah. saying saying these are the best Christmas songs. Although for me, these are the best Christmas songs. But um, but yeah, yeah, number eleven.
1: Cool. So my number eleven is "Do They Know It's Christmas?" The Band Aid.
0: I had a feeling then, this had to be on your list. I, yeah. Are you are you are you, a, are you a legit Brit? If you don't throw this song on there,
1: I mean, every every year it comes on as a, as soon as you hear the do.
2: <laughs>
1: it's Christmas. Like yeah. it, it could, it could come on like mid November. And at that point it's like, Oh, tree tree has to come out. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's really cool to see so many of these, um, you know, eighties pop stars in the same studio on this big project. And, and, you know, it's 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 an icon of the British Christmas. Yeah. You can't escape it this time of year. Uh Do you know
0: what year was this song? Do you know?
1: 1984, I think. Oh, yeah. so is
0: this prior is this before um We Are The World, the American thing because I did we rip it off? I think We Are The World came a year later. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But that's a that's a great song too. I love that one. Um It's
0: it's got it's it, it, I I laugh a lot at it. Yeah, oh, yeah. My but favorite the, part of We Are The World is Bruce Springsteen's part, just because he's like, yeah. like, he's so, he yeah. it, so into it. And, it's then so ran, and then randomly Dan Aykroyd is there, and you're like, what? All yeah. right, Dan, cool, good on you. I love the, uh, which
1: part is it with Bob Dylan? Just you and me. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. He probably sang it regular, and they were all like, Bob, can you make it sound a little more like Bob Dylan? He's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I I, I I do like the way this song builds though. Like it, it starts off kinda slow paced and then, you know, obviously Phil Collins comes in with the drums and it's just this giant doo doo, doo do do Oh man. Yeah, it, it's a it's a great song, catchy one. And I felt like I'd be betraying my
0: country if I didn't include it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh so you it's want me to not- do a yeah, well, I was gonna say that song is is actually not really much of a standard over here. Yeah, like you hear it occasionally, mm. but it it didn't have the impact over here that it did over there. Um, fact because I I think I hear it maybe once every Christmas, and mm. that that's that's maybe. But you know, yeah. But I do Where, I do know it. I mean, why 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 you know it's a, it's a it's a great staple of the of eighties pop music. So
1: yeah. And yet I hear it like almost every day, every December.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Go, go into your, go
1: into your number 10. Cool. You got a Eddie Sparks double barrel deal here. Bam. So yeah, next up we got wonderful Christmas time. Paul McCartney.
0: All right. All right.
1: That cool. I, I love it. This one always makes me feel cozy. Like this is a, it's a very cozy nostalgic one for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like even even the video where it's it's literally just a Christmas get
0: together at a house. I don't like, know if I've ever seen the video for this.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's just like it's real simple. It's kind of a less is more kind of thing. But like, there's an outside shot where there's like stars doing like constellations and stuff, and it's it's really uh, nice.
0: Is it is it weird that I've always found the keyboards in it really creepy? See, that's the thing. I. I I never necessarily. It's it's something about yeah. it sounds odd, yeah, but in, a, in a good way. In a good way,
1: yeah. I, I can see that. That the part that um the part that gets me is the ding-dong,
2: ding-dong, ding-dong,
1: <laughs> ding dong ding dong yeah, light little bit there as well. Yeah, but um I, I will say I can see like the keyboards kind of being unsettling. Like if I, if I heard like echoey and distant down a dark alley, if I heard, Oh my God,
0: Paul is hungry. So, but (laughs) I I have to admit something about myself that there are things that hit me as very creepy that are weird, that are not creepy at all. Like it's just, there's certain, there's certain sounds and types of songs. Like there Mm. used to be a, uh, like there was a public, the, the public broadcast, like PBS, local PBS station in, in Austin. And it was the place where you would go to watch Doctor Who and Faulty Towers and Monty Python and all that shit. But sometimes yeah. they would have technical difficulties and they would switch to a card that said like, you know, we're having technical difficulties. And they would play this weird jazz song that was all like.
2: And
0: every time I and I remember as a kid being like, why do I feel so weird? Why do I yeah. feel like somebody's gonna be murdered right now? And so, <laughs> ever since then, the, the, that kind of sound, I just go, ah, what, what is this? <laughs> yeah. And I can't explain it. There's nothing creepy about just having technical difficulties and a jazz song <laughs> playing, nothing. But it just happened. You, you wanna know a weird
1: thing I used to do as a teenager? I used to like freak myself out when, when I, I was like, it, there was a lot of nuclear war kind of based games that I was playing at the time, like yeah. it, a lot of Call of Duty stuff. And it was focused around our oh, shit, we got to stop this missile getting in the air and stuff. But I found this channel that did like really convincing emergency alert system shit where they oh. would make like fake text to speech, like Stephen Hawking voice, like where it would be in the middle of a TV show. And yeah. then all of a sudden it would, it would cut from like top gear to, what follows is an emergency broadcast from the you know from the United Kingdom government and then it would immediately follow with a NORAD detected four long range nuclear ballistic missiles launched from North Korea they are expected to reach these four cities and it was like i know it's not real yeah but <laughs> but, but hearing it is is so unsettling and you know i know that's you know a lot more reasonable than the than yeah because like that's that's fucking jazz, was something that's
0: realistic that that could yeah. happen at some point. But even even
1: so, like if there were technical difficulties for like months after I did that shit to myself, <laughs> I would still think it's the end of the world. Yeah, the, the fucking yeah. Uh, the North Korea's back at it again. <laughs> you know? But, um, but back yeah. to, back to back to Sir Paul though. Yeah. <laughs> God, we're, keep, we're keeping it lighthearted on this show, aren't we? Only, no, we, we two, have to we have to.
0: You know what? We, <laughs> we, we owe it to the to the peanut butter platypuses out there to give them an episode where we we go off on as many tangents as possible while still talking about Christmas music. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, so, so yeah, now that
1: I've really stepped back and think about it, it's a really sparse song with a lot of space in it. Like there's not an awful lot of stuff going on. It's, is again, it's kind of a less is more kind of approach. Yeah. But you know, it's one of those where it's got like that nostalgic connection to it. And I remember, I remember seeing the video when I was a little kid and seeing like the stars kind of stuff happening in it. And it's like really late seventies special effects yeah. So it's like just pre-80s where it's still kind of grainy, but it's got like the laser shit going on, and is it was like really cool. But yeah. Yeah, it's my number 10. So cool. I'll let you finally speak. <laughs> so we're
0: so no, we, we're starting off appropriately because you've represented the UK here with your 11 and 10, and I'm gonna go ahead and represent the the US of A um, with my number 10. Now this one. I think for some of you, like your, your kind of average folks, especially younger, this would probably be their number one. Um, yeah. And I had to put it on here in number 10, even though like I don't I don't have to hear this song every Christmas, but I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's my reasoning for it being number 10, but it had to be on my list. My number 10 is All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. It is a banger. So the number one thing about this song, so this was 1994. When this song yep. came out and it didn't, it was a hit, but it didn't immediately become a Christmas staple. It was a few years down the line. I think all of a sudden you started hearing it everywhere, but here's the thing. Every time you hear that song every year now, it is yeah. a Christmas standard right alongside white Christmas and jingle bells and whatever the fuck you want. It It is now a Christmas standard I can't think of another original Christmas song that's become a standard everywhere that has come out in the past like 30 years. Is I there will one? I'll
1: say it I tell you what, it I, at least in the last 30 years, it's kind of become the Christmas song like that yeah. that across generations all the way into the young you, you know Gen Z kids everyone knows this song now. Yeah. And it's been around long enough to have such a legacy to it, but
0: yeah, I I don't think because because like because because the songs that yeah. you're talking about songs like 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 let's let's take "Wonderful Christmas Time" by Paul McCartney. It's a Christmas song that you hear at Christmas, but it has not become a staple of Christmas. You don't you don't no. you're it's not guaranteed you're going to hear that. But this Mariah Carey song is now one of those songs. Yeah, and that's insane. So like so over here. I don't know if this is just sales in America. I'm assuming it's worldwide, but it has been certified diamond, which means it surpassed 10 million sales. Here's the thing. The ringtone went double platinum. Like that. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And remember, and keep in mind that Mariah Carey is a co-writer on the song. So she literally doesn't have to do anything again for the rest of her life except for pop her head up every Christmas and be like, what's up? And then go away and she makes millions of dollars. Like that's all she, all, yeah. All, all I want for Christmas is to have that kind of money rolling my way.
1: We, <laughs> <Every> yeah. <year. laughs> we gotta, we gotta write some like Christmas hit between me and you. Trust Baby me, everybody tries. 50, 50. I don't know if you've <laughs> noticed
0: this, but every fucking year, pop, the, pop, the popular pop people all put out Christmas albums and it's yeah. always like mostly standards, and then like one where they try mm. to do a little original Christmas song, and maybe it gets released as a single, and then it just goes boop into the ether, and nobody mentions it ever again. Yeah, but Mariah Carey broke that code, and she was just mm. like, "I wrote in her because it was on it was on a Christmas that she put out a Christmas album, and I think that that's what it was. Where it was mostly songs that you already knew, and yeah. this one, and it just blows my mind that it's become an actual standard because out of all of the standard Christmas songs, the ones that you think of, like this is the only one I can even stand. (laughs) So so it's like, cause 'cause Christmas music to me is mostly comes across to me like old pedophiles singing Christmas songs. Cause it's just, I don't know why it just all. I'm dreaming of some young ladies. (laughs) Like it all, it doesn't, it doesn't sound peaceful or nice. It sounds like old fuckheads yeah. singing. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's just, just my that's my own thing I got going on.
1: We we were watching like uh, I think it was The Irishman or or something. It was a mob movie, and I actually just turned around like right in the middle of the movie when like you would hear like nineteen fifties love songs playing, yeah. and I just turned to everybody and said, "You know what." 50s love songs are remarkably tender for an era where it was socially
0: acceptable to beat the shit out of your wife. like And and, ma- and marry teenagers and shit like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess there's a lot... There, I mean, I'm assuming... I'm, I know not every old crooner was some sort of a, a predator, but I just... I get that vibe. And so... And that's what I grew up listening to in my house was, was Gene Autry and Bing Crosby and all these people like... Doing the same fucking songs, singing in the same way, and it's just it's just the most boring shit. So you so you know switch over to Mariah Carey, and there's like it's it's very lively, and it's fun, and it and it feels like the way that you imagine Christmas feeling. Like it's just uh, if you if if you're having a happy Christmas, because as you're as you're gonna as you're going to uh, get into with a lot of mine, uh, most of my Christmas songs are not happy ones. <laughs> because for some reason, it just works for me. So, um, but yeah, that was, my, that was my number 10, Mariah Carey. So we can move on to your number nine. I've got a healthy
1: mixture of uh, somber and upbeat, but I have noticed something. For the first time in a Cranked and Ranked episode, I'm only just realizing I have an exclusively British list. And wow. I didn't I didn't even realize it. And I think this just go this episode will be an interesting cross section between the differences in the soundtrack of an American Christmas and a British one. Because well, I hear
0: yeah. My, mine is pretty international because I, I think yeah. I only have like four American Christmas songs in here. Um we got some we got some Brits, we got a Canadian in here hey we have a well, I guess i get, we, we you know we'll we'll get to it, but you know we got uh but i you know I'm, I'm I'm switching it up, but yours is your yours is exclusively british,
1: yeah, and yeah, that's that's ab- disappointing yeah.
0: because there's one song in particular I was hoping that you would have on your list too and and that's an it's an American one, but you know we'll, we'll get this is great <laughs> It great. might have been my twelfth. <laughs> <laughs> well let's, let's let's get it let's get into number nine. So if it, if it's all UK, then I'm get I'm guessing there's at least two or three two there's two that um we're gonna match up on probably maybe three. Cool. Um so yeah,
1: my my number nine, yeah? Yep, number nine. Cool. My number nine is two thousand miles by the pretenders. Oh, I don't I don't know this song. it's it's a nice one uh, there's a lot of chorus on the guitars and me (laughs) likey and it's a
0: a Christmas song is it about Christmas or does it take place at Christmas because you know there's those songs that become Christmas songs just because they mention Christmas which is fine
1: there's a lot of mention of uh, snow in it and uh, the video is very Christmassy and you know you might recognize it if you heard it I'm sure I yeah. would. It it's got a very nice. <laughs> Wait, is that group? Is that group British? I think they are. Are the Pretenders? I think they're American. Are they? I might have fucked up here. And Chrissy Hind is in the
0: Pretenders, right?
1: Pretenders. Uh, origin Hereford, England.
0: Oh shit! Fuck! Fuck me then. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why I thought they were American. <laughs>
1: oh it's it's british american so that it's half and half kind of
0: is chrissy Hine british
1: uh chrissy Hine.
0: She sorry guys is... we have to take some time to google but this is that <laughs> kind of episode
1: uh, she is from the u.s ah is, uh... see
0: there you go that's why that's why yeah. i made that connection because she's to, yeah. i don't know why she sounds <laughs> american to me they all sound but, the same yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah, but th- th- there's a really nice, uh, there's a really cool turnaround that I've long forgotten now, but I managed to learn it on the guitar, uh-huh. where like, before the vocals come back in, there's just like a, <laughs> like where it comes right back in. And it's, it's a nice one. I like it. It's cool. It's got a nice vibe to it. Yeah, that's one that's
0: one I don't really know, or, or at least don't remember. <laughs> Um, so I'm I'm gonna join you in the UK. Nice. Um this this might be on your list, I don't really know. Uh my number nine is Last Christmas by Wham.
2: Oh from, uh, shit. From 1984. How and, and, and so
0: and here you go, right off the bat, last it's not a happy song. Like he gave her his heart the very yeah. next day she gave it away. He he gave it away. It's fucking George Michael. What am I talking about? It's a it's a it's obviously a man. But, you know, I've heard the song for such a long time. It's always been the love song about a, about a girl. Um, well, if you go by the narrative of the video, c- contrasting to the But isn't reality. in the video, isn't it Andrew Ridgely who's having the problem with the lady and not George Michael?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah now I, I might, I might be it. wrong,
0: but I that's, that's what my memory says in my head, that it was Andrew oh. Ridgely. Anybody remember Andrew Ridgely? How's he doing? Anybody check up on him recently? <laughs> remember he was one half of wham everyone just doesn't doesn't care about him anymore
1: you know he actually um he was in the supermarket
0: <laughs> i'm the, sure he's the been there day. a lot like, like you no know, no i
1: mean is it like he does his well, own shopping yeah <laughs> where i was headed with that is that he lives you saw him it, he he lives in my county and um, wow get him on the show I, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure yeah I'm pretty sure he does. We're gonna do um, the wha-
0: the Wham discography ranking. They have two albums. It'll be real brief. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, like I was um, I was in a I was in a supermarket, not the one I work at. Oh, I, okay. I don't want to dock I'm not doxing myself here. Um, Nobody knows where that is. No, nah, but I, I eh, Stranger Things. Nobody happened.
0: even <laughs> knows where Cornwall is. It doesn't. It, it's like it might as well be you Narnia. Thought it was <laughs> <laughs> that was the one that brought up on my phone. But yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. He's local. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Yeah. But, to,
0: but yeah, anyway, but it doesn't, you know, but honestly, if you look at it, like Andrew Ridgeley was kind of just the guitar player, because if you look, I think most of the hits, they just say written by George Michael. So clearly he was the brains behind the operation. But Last Christmas is just a song that I've always really liked the melody, the way yeah. that the way that the melody plays out. I don't know. So I, I'm a sucker for a really well-written pop song, and this one just has that catchy kind of thing. Although, although I've always kind of found it kind of funny that, um, George Michael pronounces the word gave, um, or, uh, gave a, you? he goes, yeah. he goes, I gave you my heart. Like he says it really weird. And I'm all <laughs> yeah. like, why does he say it that way? But, um, yeah, it's just a nice song. And it's, it's one that, um, over the years has become mm-hmm. one that I've just like, I enjoy it when it comes on. Cause it's, because I, I, I guess, I guess my view of Christmas, because you know, in in my forty three years on this planet, I think probably only half of the Christmases I've had have been like fun. Like there have <laughs> been another half of them where I was lonely or bad shit had happened or it just I wasn't enjoying anything. Like mm. so, there's been a lot of those, and so like I almost feel like it's more important to highlight the fact that like, hey, it's this most wonderful time of the year, but some people have some bullshit going on. And so yeah. I feel like it's it just can I connect with these kind of Christmas songs a lot more. So that's why last Christmas is my number nine. I I've found in my in my
1: 23 years of life that Christmas can be a double edged sword. It can kind <laughs> of it can creep up on you and you be ready for it. And then other times shit happens and it's just like everybody's having a great time except for you. And it's like, yeah. Uh, and there's, and there's a variety
0: of ways that can happen. Cause I've had some where I was just sad. And I, I remember one where I got like the, the flu really bad. Oof. So I'm at like, I'm trying to enjoy like Christmas Eve and I'm just like, I'm just miserable. <laughs> and I'm just yeah. like, fuck Christmas. What is the point? But yeah, like, uh, anyway, a, a, an old friend of
1: mine had, um, scarlet fever over Christmas when, wow. you know, when she was a kid and that was, fucking horrendous I, I just, for that's that's a
0: that's a thing you don't hear a lot anymore nah yeah, yeah. No, all right shit. well speaking of scarlet <laughs> fever let's move on to to your number eight. Oh, wait no oh. right yes number eight song number eight
1: yeah, yeah. um so th- this one is kind of is very somber in in tone but still kind of jolly it, it's jolly in the music but quite dark in very dark in the lyrics okay uh stop the cavalry by jonah Louie wow
0: these i have never heard of this song at all this is great have,
1: have you noticed that it's the one that goes <laughs> it's got that part in it
2: <laughs> <laughs> none
0: of this sounds familiar
1: <laughs> literally it's it's you can't escape this this one Wow, um, over, we over definitely here.
0: have to put together these Spotify and Apple Music playlists because now I'm just curious to hear these songs, you yeah. know, because the Pretenders one I don't remember this one. I don't think I've ever heard. So
1: probably the most identifiable part of this song will be the uh, the the brass band in it that goes
0: that sounds like 500 Christmas songs that you just did <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: yeah this one um, it's got a lot of lyrics it, it's essentially about a soldier missing his wife and he's in like the trenches I, I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's set in World War One, but Like, that's the thing that the music of it is really, is, is like really boom, 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 boom. And and how did it,
0: it's about Christmas though, or takes place at Christmas?
1: It's, it's a Christmas song, but it's, it's, I wish I was at home for Christmas. Gotcha. Gotcha. Rather, Rather than driving home for Christmas, it's, I'm being shot at in some hole in Belgium and I, can't get back. Yeah, enjoy your and fucking
0: eggnog. I'm over here getting shot at.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, it's 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 a nice song, even even though it's dark. But yeah, it's it's kind of one of those that it's like the thinking man's Christmas song, where it's like, what are we fucking doing here, guys? Yeah. Let yeah, you know, I think there's even there's even a line um, in that which is, it totally paints a picture of when it was released too. Cause it, I think it was 1980. This came out. So like mm. right at the start of the eighties, you're still talking cold war. I think one of the lyrics is, uh, Mary quietly waits at home in the nuclear fallout zone. And it's like, wow, it, it sounds so fucking dark when I read the lyrics, but yeah, it's yeah. so jolly. So if you like, you can kind of take it however it comes. Yeah. It's one of those where I'm like, unless I'm feeling real introspective, I don't stop and think about the lyrics. Yeah. But the music of it is so happy that you could also kind of switch off and you get kind of a two for one deal out of this song. I,
0: it's, it sounds like it's right up my alley, the kind of shit that I would like. You would like this one, I think. I, th- I feel like over in England, you guys, your culture is way more mature about acknowledging bad things that happened. We got a I, lot of, yeah, like, because I Because I, like, I feel like over here, we just want to brush them under the rug and be all like, snow's <laughs> falling and carols are singing. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, th- I think this, this is, like,
1: a, a very good picture of it, though. Because I find, like, you look at American comedies, they're very optimistic yeah, a lot of true. the time. Whereas if you look at, like, British comedies... No one gets what they want at the end. Everyone's an asshole and they kind of get their ass kicked yeah. by something.
0: We're, we're, yeah. we're, we're catching up on those a little bit because I feel like the, you know, the, the era of the uncomfortable comedy. Yes. Um, it's, and I think it all it started because of The Office, I think, because The Office came over to America and they still kept it pretty uncomfortable. And then all of a sudden mm. that became a thing where people were OK with having these uncomfortable comedies now. Have you seen I Think You Should Leave? No, Tim I Robinson? No. Oh, that's
1: some of the funniest shit I've ever seen in all my life. Okay. You, and it's like a sketch show. There's like three skits per episode, and it's like each episode's only 15 minutes long. But oh my God, I quote that show all the
0: time. Uh, if, uh, if it's got the Eddie Sparks stamp of approval, I'll, I'll have to check it out.
1: Yeah. Uh Awesome. I, I'm gonna have to binge that after this episode now. <laughs> so what? So what was the name of that song again? Stop the cavalry. Stop the
0: cavalry. Okay.
1: Uh, one, I, th- I think the the main line in it said, "Hey, Mister Churchill, comes over here to say we're doing splendidly." It's very British. Like the Jeez. dude, the dude with. Uh, singing is like the most british you can think of <laughs> like no tease at all british yeah <laughs>
0: awesome. Yeah. okay i'll i'll have to I'll, I'll check that one out but um i'm not going to stay in england for my uh, number 8 my number 8 it's a couple things number one um the the we're going to go to canada for canadian artists although this would probably be considered american music just But anyway, this is also, I also want to take my number eight. It's kind of dedicated to my wife because, um, this is a song that like the more that I would hear it and, and, and the more I was like, this, this is a pretty deep and cool song and it's not really a Christmas song, but if you go and look at lists of Christmas songs, this is listed there. So it's official So I decided to to include it on here. Um, Number eight is River by Joni Mitchell. Um, And Joni Mitchell is like one of my wife's favorite artists. And this was like from 1971. It's on her album called Blue, which is also like one of my wife's favorite albums. But this song, like the more that I hear it, and especially in gearing up for this episode and listening to it more, this, I'm all like, this lady wrote like a song about me in my twenties. Like I didn't realize that it was about me because it's literally about like you're, you're it's a post breakup, almost Christmas time song. So it's like a, a, a relationship went bad. All of a sudden everyone's gearing up for Christmas and you're like, Oh shit. And the whole thing is like, she's wanting to be able to escape and, you know, skate away on a river, but it doesn't really get, she says like it, it doesn't, something like it it doesn't snow here. It stays pretty green. I'm like, well, that's like where I live. Yeah. And then, and then she's also referring to the relationship and she's blaming herself for it falling apart. And I'm like, that was literally me all through my twenties. I was always (laughs) broken hearted over some woman. I was always blaming myself. I was always complaining that Christmas was never actually cold and snowy. And I'm like, Joni Mitchell, come on! <laughs> How did she know? But um, but it's just a really great song, and the a, a thing that I really like about it is is that it incorporates Jingle Bells, but in a, like an off kind of way. So mm-hmm. like the the actual song doesn't go with the melody of Jingle Bells, but they include the piano playing Jingle Bells in kind of a it's a very somber kind of incorporation of Jingle Bells. So yeah. So, and she does say the word Christmas in it. So it's, you know, it's a Christmas song, but it is, it is just a, it's that thing we talked about where it's like, I'm, I'm not having a great time. And now everyone's gearing up to have the most wonderful time of the year. And I'm just like, yeah, that's like, I totally get it. And, uh, (laughs) and I, and I, and I'm, I'm warming up to Joni Mitchell overall. Like I've never been a fan, but you know, because my wife is, I list, I've heard a lot of Joni Mitchell yeah. and some of her stuff's clicking with me. Some of it's going to take a little bit of time, but this particular song I think is great. And it's, um, um, so I had to put it in my number eight because I'm all like, yeah, it's got a, it's got a very wintry feel to it, but it does that thing that I like where it takes, it takes the Christmas, the idea of Christmas and saying, Hey, it's not always amazing, uh, but Merry Christmas anyway, you know? Kind yeah. Of thing. <laughs> so yeah, so that's, that's, that's my number eight.
1: Cool. Uh, I, I just want to uh, correct myself, because I, I realized just now, when I said the Churchill line, that it clearly takes place in World War Two, And I said, I think it takes place in World War One. so stop the cavalry, pretty sure, is, like, across all sorts of conflicts, I think. But, at its dude, heart... Dude, it's about, you're it's talking to an social
0: American, social I have no soldier. idea what any of the wars were all about. (laughs) i'm like world war one where did that i don't even know where that was world war two isn't that where pearl harbor happened because i saw that movie with ben affleck
2: was it was it ben
0: affleck i don't know who was in that movie i i just know
1: i'm a history buff and if if someone calls me out on it i'm gonna be like oh shit yeah you're right
2: fuck (laughs) yeah but you could uh, you
0: could you could have let that slide and i would have been like whatever okay cool churchill yeah (laughs) go go churchill (laughs) the only thing i know about churchill is that i've always heard um, different people from England talk about, they had Churchill speeches on vinyl. Like you would just listen to his speeches. <laughs> I'm like, that's yeah. pretty, that's pretty insane. If you're that kind of, what was he a colonel or something like that? Yeah. He was um, the prime minister.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: he ended up being the prime minister.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I
0: yeah. mean, that's, that's pretty amazing. If like, if you're, if you're that good of a speaker that people are like, I want that shit on vinyl. I mean, <laughs> fucking Maiden opened their shows with him, so. Oh, that's true. They did. They did. So that's, yeah. how, that's how I know that guy. He was in an yeah. Iron Maiden album. <laughs> All right, let's, let's move on. Awesome. Um,
1: so we're going to move it over to Ireland for a second. So All I have right. Fairy Tale of New York by The Pogues
0: featuring Kirsty McCall. I think I know this one but not as well but I think I've heard <laughs> this one
1: before. <laughs> that doesn't narrow it down but you know. It's it's the one with the uh word that is a slur in it for gay people you're not allowed to use anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you scumbag, you maggot, you cheap lousy redacted.
0: <laughs> but I'm but I mean but but they're not calling yeah, anybody I'd, that. It's not nah, you know. Nah,
1: it's, only it's, it's all it's all, all about it,
0: it it's all about intention folks that's the thing yeah. is that people people take things out of context and go cancelled exactly that's, it's that's not it's how, just how like it that anthrax song context matters you know it, it absolutely does people forget about context but we don't here at cranked and ranked because we are very intelligent individuals um so Indeed. let's continue cool <laughs> uh
1: so yeah it, it's a great song there's a lot of different moments in it that um stand out um and that that opening part with just the piano and you know the the lead guy from the Pogues I can't I can't remember his name, um, but he's got a very unique vocal. Like yeah. it sounds it sounds very downtrodden and drunken, but it really helps the song. You know, yeah. it was Christmas evening and the drunk tank. You know that approach to the vocals and. I always thought it was a really cool, unique way. I've, I mean, I've, rock- I've,
0: I've noticed that over the years, especially over in America, um, people in punk rock bands really wish they were Irish. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> That's like number one thing. God damn it! If only we could have been born in Ireland.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really nice, really nice song. It, it does tend to be it's kind of one that I have to be in the right mood for though, because sometimes if I'm not having a good Christmas and it comes on, cause it is quite a sad love story kind of song. If yeah. I'm not in the right headspace, I'm like, I need to turn this off cause it will bum me out. But I can I, see that in, in the right kind of mood. If you're in like, if you're in like a restaurant at the festive time of year and it comes on, it's like, this is, this is just right. You know? Yeah. But yeah, if, if you're not, having a good time don't put this on it it won't make it better (laughs) yeah but yeah, it that that's the thing it starts it starts optimistic and ends kind of sad and Mm -hmm. but it's it's also a great storyteller of a song the chorus is really really well written um and i think did i did i play this in high school like in a high school show no i played bass for all i want for christmas that's it
0: but um you did and there and you, you play you, like in a school performance yep school and when and was there and was there a really cute girl who was singing and you were really hoping she would notice you because you were playing bass and at the very end she turns to you and she goes
2: <laughs> "Yeah." Oh, sorry mean, I, what, I what
0: movie what movie is that from is that <laughs> do you, how, how british are you do you know what movie that is oh shit
1: is that is it love actually yeah it is it is yeah because there's a
0: little the little drummer kid and all he wants to do is impress that girl and he plays the drums (laughs) i've said i i have a soft spot for that movie um mostly because i just love bill Nye. he's yeah he fucking rules in anything he's in (laughs) (laughs) so yeah
1: yeah, I love him as like he's he's only in Hot Fuzz for like a little bit, but I love yeah. him as the Chief Inspector.
0: I love him. I know I know a lot of people don't like the movie version, but I do. But in The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, he plays Slarty yeah. Bartfast. He's like, <laughs> I told you my name was meaningless, Slarty Bartfast. Like he's a, he's he's great in that movie. That's a fucking good movie. I was so disappointed that it didn't do well and people didn't like it because I'm all like, yeah. please make movies of the rest of the books because I like the cast that they chose. It was fun. It was well done. And it was so, and the cool thing about it, if you're a Douglas Adams fan, there's an entire part of the movie that he wrote specifically for the movie that isn't even in the book. And so, um, it's been a very long time since I've seen it. I need to watch it again. It's it's yeah. fun. It's not you can't be too critical about it. But I think overall, like comparing it to the old school, there's a British television version they did, and I watched yep. that a lot growing up. So that's like the standard. And I think there was a radio drama adaptation prior to that with like the same cast. Yeah. But if you're comparing those, yeah, there's kind of a different tone. But. Um, yeah, I like. I liked. I think the movie's great. That was a big deal for me when I was growing up. I read all of the Douglas, all the Hitchhiker's books, and shit like that. So I was. That's why. That's why I'm so interested in British culture because everyone in British is just and everyone in British, <laughs> everyone in British, <laughs> everyone in British land is so funny. <laughs> hey, talk talk British to my kids. <laughs> uh, tea. <laughs> that's, that, that's that Eddie Izzard bit where he talks about going to America and the guy and the, the guy he meets is all like, hey, talk British to my kids. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, how do we get there?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, th- I think I and All I Want for Christmas yeah.
0: and you playing bass. And a cute girl singing it. We, yeah. we, went, we went back to and we back full circle. Because you did not play the fairy tale of of New York? No, what is it? Fairy tale of what? Fairy tale of New York. Yeah, there you go. You got it. We got that. Are we moving on to my number seven? Yeah, let's move on. I'm gonna come. Let's, let's keep. I'm gonna, keep gonna it rolling. Come back over to the UK for this one. Um, also, deceptively happy song, but in but it's really not. It's not. It's not really intended to be happy. <laughs> uh, my number seven is "Happy Christmas, War Is Over" uh, by uh, yeah. uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono, and. Featuring the Harlem community choir um, from 1971. Same year as the Joni Mitchell song. You yeah, know, it's pretty some Christmas classics coming out in the same year. I Making think at 50 years old. Oh my God. You're right. 50 years old. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, I don't know. Cause I, I was, I was reading that this song was credited to the plastic Ono band, which was like that thing with John and mm. Yoko, but you know, it's, it's John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Um, and it's a, Christmas protest song, which I'm all like, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, about the Vietnam War, which I still don't even know what that war was all about because I'm American and I just know that we weren't supposed to be over there and we were anyway, like most of the wars we've been involved in. But whatever. I, I watched I watched
1: the whole Ken Burns like, documentary on the Vietnam War. Yeah. I watched the whole thing and the big thing I learned from it is it was literally a case of, I don't want to be the first American politician to lose a war, <laughs> pretty much. Um, so I, I, I don't yeah. know.
0: It's funny because you would think I'd know more about Vietnam because when I was just coming of age where I was you know, in the late 80s and early 90s, it seemed like every other movie that came out was a Vietnam movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I watched all of them. Like, I watched Platoon, yeah. Full Metal Jacket, Born on the Fourth of July, Forrest Gump, we'll throw that in there. Um, it's just like, you name it, if it was a Vietnam movie, I watched it. But... <laughs> but um but i i the more that i it's it, there's certain things in american history that i get a little glimpse of like what it was really about and i go ah don't ruin it for me because <laughs> i'm so i'm so unpatriotic as it is like i don't want to become even worse so um <laughs> but i but i'm all about the idea of war is a thing that shouldn't happen if we were all better people yeah. there wouldn't be any war and i don't just mean one side or the other if everyone in the world was a better person wars would never happen mm. but um so that's what i like about this song is the fact that the it, the, the lyrics are all positive like it's all yeah. saying so this is christmas for old and for young and like it's all it's all very like like it's an uplifting song. And then in the background you hear the war is over part with the kids choir. And yeah. And and then of course he had to let Yoko sing in the core, in the chorus of the song, which is I can, I can bear it, I guess for this particular song. That's the thing. (laughs) Everyone to keep like most of her noises at
1: bay. She did. She did. And, and
0: luckily (laughs) there's the children choir or whatever. That's like right up with her. So you, you just hear this one voice where you go. One of those people is not in the choir, (laughs) and it's funny because people like to talk so much shit about Yoko Ono, like breaking up the Beatles. And I have no problem with Yoko Ono when it comes to her being John Lennon's muse or whatever. I just don't. I just hate her vocally on anything she's ever done. (laughs) I just that's where it ends for me. I'm I'm perfectly fine with their relationship. I don't blame her for anything. But man, she ruined some live performances. Let me tell you. There's that one with Chuck Berry. Isn't yes,
1: there, where like she grabs the mic. Ah. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's my best joke of that, that was the best fucking of art I've ever. But that's what she. That's her. That's her idea of quote unquote art. That she. There's a video of her at some art gallery, like like oh, a few I'd years ago, it. and she's just like, yeah. ay, 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 ay. and people are like, oh my god, it's so deep. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I I love the part in it where
1: you can like, it immediately cuts to Chuck Berry's face and he's like, yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck?
0: But you know, to be completely honest, here's the, here's the thing. As much as I, as much as I like, she annoys me at a vocal as a vocalist and anything like I, I would have been John Lennon though. Like if I was in a situation where I was a famous rock star and I, and I met, you know, the love of my life, and she mm. wanted to do music but couldn't sing. I would still be like, "Whatever, babe, get up there, do it." Yeah, <laughs> I, I would. I would be like, "Whatever." They're just gonna have to put up with your weird noises because I love you, and um, and that's that's true love right there. Really, you know. We'll just add a fuzz pedal and call it punk. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, anyway, but uh. the,
0: but the actual Happy Christmas song is just one of those great ones that just um. To me, for me, it's a Christmas standard because it just Mm. it's that perfect thing of it sounds like a a celebration, like it's a happy song for a happy time of year. But it's also at the same time being like, hey, it's shit's not great for everybody. And sometimes bad things happen. But you have to be optimistic, I guess. I guess that's kind of what they were going for. Um, Yeah, but I, I really enjoy it. I think it's a great song. Um, not just as a Christmas song. I think it's a. I think it's a great song. John, John Lennon, um, hot take. John Lennon wrote a lot of great songs. <laughs> <laughs> really? You heard it here I first. Knew that. <laughs> <laughs> although he is not, although he is not my uh, he's not my favorite Beatle um, by a long shot. But um, Ringo. But, but he's a very. <laughs> yeah, you, call it, you you figured it out. It is fucking Ringo. P- peace and love. Peace and love. I am warning you with peace and love <laughs> I fucking love that that's so my much. one of my favorite internet videos ever I'm warning you I have too much to do <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh, I love that so much it became like a massive running gag on the H3 podcast and they've just never gotten rid of it so every now and again it will just come up I am warning you with peace and love the best part is the very end where he raps
0: and he goes anyway peace and love peace and love <laughs> I mean I love the guy but come on Um, anyway I I get it too though because I think the big deal was like he was signing stuff for people and taking all this time and then people would end up selling fake shit anyway on the internet and he's just like what's the point of me doing this I'm not signing (laughs) your bullshit anymore I'm a fucking Beetle." (laughs) <laughs> anyway, although I was being like, I'm a fucking, be-. I don't know how to do the accent, but you know the Liverpudlian liver accent. Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, like, whenever I do, whenever I
1: go to do a Beatles impression, it always ends up being a different Beatle to the one I intend to sound like. Yeah. <laughs> have
0: you Have you ever so seen pr- Have you ever seen the old Saturday Night Live sketch with Eddie Murphy where he claims to be the fifth Beatle? I think And so. he's all like, if yeah. you if you listen to the recording, if you play it backwards, they're talking shit about me. And he plays it backwards <laughs> and you hear a voice go, hey, Paul, let's get rid of Clarence and steal all his good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> That's ace. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's move, let's move uh, on to our, to our number six.
1: Cool. So my number six is the most recent entry on this list. Oh, all right. From two thousand and three, no fucking way. It's it's Christmas time. Don't let the bells end by the darkness.
0: Oh, all right, all right. I've never heard yeah. this song, so there you go. This this is, in my
1: opinion, at least at least in the realms of the British Christmas, this is the most recent great that's up there. Okay, you know? this is like a complete fucking love letter. To you know the '70s '80s rock kind of um, Christmas song. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of Queen influence in this, and as, as
0: I think there is in a lot of their shit, right?
1: Yeah, totally. But you you really hear it in in this one, and it's got a, it's got a great chorus on it. There's excellent guitar harmonies in it. Like here, here I am busting out the actual rock knowledge here because this is well in our realm. Yeah, that's, that's true. I don't, there's, I don't, I don't
0: think I have anything that you can consider a legit rock song anywhere on my list.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is, it's pretty much a power ballad. It's like a queen esque Christmas power ballad. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really fucking fun, but there's, there's a fun part that kind of makes me like feel really existential. Like there is a part in the video where they're all in this like log cabin together. They're all in like glam, glam rock outfits. Yeah. But they're all just like hanging around, but they all look like they're missing someone and like all this like Christmas stuff. But it's so funny when like this massive choir of like kids turn up at the door and he opens the door and he's like singing along with the kids. And there is just like... I'm pretty sure it was like a a class from a school that won a contest or something that got to be in a music video, Yeah. right? But the crazy thing about it is that I was five years old when this song came out, Mm -hmm. right? All the kids in it are at least nine, right? Those kids are like 30 now. And it fucks me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I also love that the, the fact it's called Christmas Time, don't let the bells end, just like bell end. Oh, <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. So there is a little bit of like cheeky, tongue in cheek kind of humor in there. But this is one of those that actually ends quite happy because he does. Go outside and there's a kick-ass sports car with his girl in it that he's pining after the whole video. And then at the end he gets it, and hell yeah. It it's like if if I made a Christmas song, this is the sort of shit I would come up with. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my I'm really surprised you haven't heard that one.
0: No, I'm not a but, fan of the darkness. So um and it's only because I have a hard I don't I know that they're there, they have a good sense of humor, and but there's there, there comes to a point where so much stuff is tongue in cheek that I just go, mm. are you even a band or are you a comedy routine that just is really talented? Um, I can see that. So and I to, to I, honest, I, li- yeah. I had the first album when it came out and I thought it was fun, but um, mm. I think I think I got a little bit annoyed because there were legit rock bands that were out there making music and nobody gave a shit about them, but they were okay with the darkness. Cause it's, Oh, rock is something to be made fun of. And I just went, no, it's not. And I was like, and fuck <laughs> you, Justin, whatever your name is for perpetuating this thing of like rock is a joke. <laughs> anyway. But I know, I know that's I not say, what he means. I know that's not what they mean.
1: Yeah. Like that, that's the thing. I, I do get what you mean with like relying on like
0: tongue in cheek a little too much.
1: Yeah. But on, on the flip side, like, those fuckers put on a good live show because oh, I've them live. I'm sure. Yeah. And
0: and I've honestly never heard anything by them that I didn't like. It's it's just yeah. a weird hump that I gotta get over. I almost wish that like you were in that band, because then I would probably listen to them more. Cause I, <laughs> I know I know your sense of humor and your intentions, but I don't know anybody in that band. So I'm just like <laughs> it, but uh but yeah, yeah, it's that's another one that I'll I'll have to check out. So Nice. My number 6, this is the one that I was really hoping would be on both of our lists and I thought it might be. Um but it's a very recent like I've heard this song before but it's a very recent rediscovery because we did a Cranked and Ranked episode that included us talking about this song. My number 6 is Merry Motherfucking Christmas by Easy E. Oh, yeah.
1: This was my twelfth. This was my twelfth. This was the twelfth one. Yeah. So, the, so this
0: is from the fifty-one-fifty Home for the Home for the Sick EP from nineteen ninety-two. Yeah. And when we review, when we were talking about this album, I was talking about how this just sticks out like a sore thumb, and it sounds like a money grab. Like, oh, hey, make sure you you be all, you're, you be this gangster cartoon character, and let's do a Christmas song. <laughs> But taken on its own, outside of the discography and outside of the rest of the EP, I smile a whole lot during this song. Cause it's yeah. literally just because like you've got easy e obviously. It starts off with Rui Ray Moore as Dolomite reading a story, and then it gets, you know, goes into the song, which has a couple of features from other rappers that like I don't even know who they who the fuck they are. But my <laughs> favorite part is that it's just easy fucking up traditional Christmas songs all the way yeah. through it. And my favorite one is the, is the, on the third day of Christmas, my homeboys gave to me three pounds of indo two birds of cocaine and a motherfucking K. Bitch. <laughs> and that's well, my, that's my favorite part of the whole song. But it's like, but it's amazing. literally just like the dirtiest <laughs> Like I'm pretty sure the female rapper in it says something about sliding in a bucket of cum at one point. And I'm like, that's what Christmas is all. That's eggnog for you, right there, folks. Next, next time you're having some eggnog, just remember that. Um and I and here's a here's a here's a mystery though. Because I, I listen to a lot of old school rap. Um, but every time I, I've heard this song, he he says What sounds to me two different parts. In the beginning of the song, it sounds like he says bouncing up and down on a cock under the mistletoe. (laughs) He's like he's doing it. And then later on, he says, I'm going to get some Christmas cock. And I'm like, (laughs) what? And I look at the (laughs) lyrics, and apparently it's Christmas cot, C O T. So does he mean oxycotton, or is that an abbreviation for something? (laughs) But if that's the case, what does it mean bouncing up and down on some cot? I'm thinking he was trying to tell everybody something. Cuz it's really weird. It's a weird wording and I would if I were his buddy I'd be like, "Hey, maybe reword that cuz it sounds like you're saying bouncing up and down on the cock under the mistletoe." <laughs> sorry to be sorry to be dirty, but we are talking about easy motherfucking E right here. Anyway, if anybody uh, knows what <laughs> cot actually means and and in and, and the old school rap sense of the of the word, um put that in the in the <laughs> in the video comments on the YouTube channels. Anyway, so this is just a really fun song, and it I love songs that just fuck with stuff that's supposed to be traditional and great. Because I can imagine this yeah. is one of those songs that your your average Christian, like keep Christ and Christmas type of people. Like this is the song oh, yeah. that would make them the most angry. <laughs> <laughs> and so that makes me happy. Cause I'm just like, yeah, let's just fuck with people. And so it's, um, it's my number six just because like I kept listening to it. I'm just like, this is just so much fun. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, That's just what Christmas <laughs> is all about. It's about being completely filthy and having fun. And, um, and, sliding in a bucket of gold, yeah, and getting an, an, an A motherfucking K for Christmas. Anyways, yeah, that's my number
1: six. I'm glad it appeared because I felt <laughs> like I felt so shitty not
2: including yeah. it.
0: That's all right. I, I took care of it. But that's that's uh that's my that's my number six. Easy motherfucking E. Nice, Mister Loverman. Shut up. <laughs> All right, you know, you know, if one day we'll we'll have Shaba on the show, because what is he doing? What is he doing? (laughs) He's not doing anything. I haven't heard new Shaba music in forever. He's probably doing one of those one of those tours where Mm. all of the old school '90s people all tour together and do like ten minute sets (laughs) apiece.
1: Anyway, all right. Ding 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 (laughs) ding. We, I mean,
0: he's on those tours, um,
1: Mr. Did, Vanilla. Didn't Vanilla Ice get, like, way into real estate or something? Like, didn't he have his own reality show where
0: he was doing, like, real estate shit? He did. I don't know if it was real estate. I thought he was, like, flipping houses or some shit. I mean, I guess that would be kind of the, in the same realm. But uh, I, I have I have no idea. He uh, I I lost track of him after he did the new metal version of, uh, of Ice Ice Baby <laughs> called Too Cold. Um. <laughs> Anyway, all right, back to Christmas music. <laughs> number where, oh, we're at number five now.
1: All right, number cool. five, our top fives. Okay, so Get ready, folks. Okay, so this one, it's kind of in the in the classic rock realm, on the poppier, glamier side of things. Uh, I got "Step Into Christmas" with Elton John. Okay, no, I don't think I know this one either. Welcome to my Christmas song. I can take you for a year. Have you not heard that one? I don't think so, but I mean, Dude, it's it's a fun one. Step into Christmas and we'll give it a week and watch the snow fall forever and ever. That gets the fun. Oh, okay. Part now now that into. sounds
0: familiar. That sounds yeah. familiar. Okay. All right. Cool. Wait, wait, is this a '70s song?
1: Yeah, it's a '70s one. Okay. Hell yeah, it's a seminar all, right, all right, yeah.
0: <laughs> we've had we've uh, now had we've now had two sirs in this show, Sir Paul McCartney and Sir Elton John. Holy shit! This is a very sir-centric episode. Yeah. One day you'll be Sir Eddie Sparks. I'm sure. Sir, I'm sure it will happen.
1: Sir Eddie Sparks, sire of Cornwall. <laughs> 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 There's, like, a a really fucking funny... uh, I was watching... I think it was, like, the Gus and Eddie podcast ages ago, and they were were talking about what it's like reading the Lord of the Rings books in contrast to, like, watching the movies. Uh And he said... I got about halfway into the first one and I was just like, it was all just like Earl of suck and fuck and whatnot. I just, <laughs> I just couldn't focus anymore. <laughs> yeah. When I, when I
0: was young, I think my, my older brother had those books and I just remember like, I don't think I got a page into it when I went, yeah. what the fuck is this? I, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But book,
1: books that size. I don't want to sound uncultured, but it is such a commitment like to dive into books that big and like, I wish I had a better attention span, but I'm just,
0: I'm a music guy. I'm not, I read biographies for the most part because that's what I'm I'm interested in. And it's really hard for me to lose myself in a, in a, a, a a fiction kind of thing most of the time. Yeah. Um, But also now I have the added um, excuse that my eyesight's not as good as it used to be. So I have to wear reading glasses and reading's not the most comfortable thing to do for me anymore. Um, so there you go. I'm never going to read. The Lord of the Rings books or the Game of Thrones books or or Harry Potter. Um anyway. The, the, the movies have me
1: covered, you know. I am I'm, I'm all good. Um but yeah. Step into Christmas, Elton John. Step into Christmas. <laughs> Hell yeah.
0: That was that, that was so it. I, yeah. It, it's a Sir it's Elton a fun John. fun glammy seventies rock song. Sweet. Now, I'll have to, when we throw together our, our playlist, I'll have to check that one out again. Because it sounds familiar. Um, for my number five, I'm actually, this is a, so far our only one that we've both included. My number five is Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCart- Sir Paul McCartney hey. um, from 1979. And I, so now that we're in my top five, these I would have to legit say are the five songs. You know how there's, there's those songs that come on and you just feel Christmas? Yeah. So wonderful Christmas time by Paul McCartney gives me that, and I know I yeah. said the keys are a little creepy because they are, but there's something yeah. about it that just feels like if I hear this song, then I'm okay. I'm finally I'm now in the Christmas mood because I feel yeah. like it, it. It brings something to the table. The and and I love the odd qualities that it has, and I just love the fact that Paul McCartney played and recorded everything himself because it because he did a lot of that. Like his whole first solo album was all him. And then I think this one was recorded at the time he was doing McCartney Two, which I think also was just all him doing shit by himself. And, um, I just, I love it. It's such a quirky song and it doesn't sound like any other Christmas song. Like it's such a unique song. Like nobody else did one that like has that same sort of vibe where it's like, it's strange. And I, and I like yeah. it, but, it's, it's um, easy. It's a creative one, yeah. Yeah. And 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 the weird thing is that people maybe not so much anymore, but for a long time people would be like, Oh, it's this awful Paul McCartney song. And I'm all like, <laughs> It's a goddamn Christmas song. And it's a good Christmas song. So I'm just like yeah. Are you trying to are you trying to comp- compare this to Maybe I'm Amazed? Because I'm like <laughs> that's a very different song. <laughs> like that is a classic, well amazing song. This yeah. one is a really great Christmas song. So it's like it's weird. I don't know. I, Cause like, once again, like, you know, there aren't a whole lot of Christmas songs that I could literally say define the season for me. And I think that Paul McCartney, uh, pulled it off here. Um, by the way, Paul McCartney, my favorite Beatle, um, because he is by far the most talented person that was in the Beatles. <laughs> if you don't agree, you are fooling yourself. The guy was insane. Did he write all only great songs? No, there's some songs he wrote that I didn't really like. But there's like, it's not just the Beatles. There are some songs by Wings that I just fucking fuck crank that shit up, man. (laughs) Once Jet comes on, or or fucking let me roll it. Let me roll it is one of my favorite songs ever. Like that is just fucking insane. Anyway, um, we should do Wings. A Wings because what what those Wings have like five albums, maybe we should do a Wings episode. Yeah, that would be cool. They've got a lot of cool shit. Anyway, um, once again, talking about letting your wife sing on shit when she doesn't sing very well. That is uh, rest in peace, Linda McCartney. But she was not a very great singer either. <laughs> but she wasn't but she isn't considered responsible for breaking up the Beatles. So <laughs> <laughs> when really she's closer to the reason, because wasn't it her dad that was like the manager? And that was the big dispute that they wanted to go with her. Paul wanted to go with her dad as the manager or something like that. So blame Linda. She's dead already. You know, you can blame her. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Paul McCartney's great. I still need to watch I'm I'm s I i am keep putting off watching that uh, that Beatles doc that just came out. Yeah. Um by uh by that director who's also from Is England. He... What's his name? Um Bad He <sighs> did Bad Taste. I say bad taste, like that's the movie he's well known for. <laughs> but didn't he do Lord of the Rings also? Peter Jackson. I, I don't know. Ah, Peter Jackson. Peter Peter Jackson to me is always the guy that did the movie Bad Taste, which is just a gory fucking stupid movie that came out in the 90s. Um, Anyway, so yeah, I want to watch that doc because I I am a Beatles fan and uh, and it looks like it will be cool, but I'll get get around to it. Maybe on our break I will, but uh, I digress, as we've been doing a lot in this episode. We've really been milking this episode to be like (laughs) the, the ultimate Christmas episode for... For you folks that are going to be uh, missing us for a few weeks, we're giving you a lot of content here. So let's um, let's move on to number four. Cool. So my number four is one I've mentioned
1: previously on the show in relation to its huge fucking snare drum, um, but it's it's probably the most Jesus-y of any of the songs on here. However, I I like it for the for the vibe above all else. Um, and I went for Savior's Day by Cliff Richard.
0: Yep. I, I absolutely have not heard this song, but I know, but I remember you talking about it.
1: When you hear how it's produced, you'll know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. The drums have these like huge fucking reverbs on them it, and the, there's like pan pipes on it. Like mm-hmm. the, the pan pipes on it are really cool. I, th- I think that's what they are. Um, is Cliff Richard is it, still alive? I think, yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. um, It's a really powerful song. And like, even though I'm not, you know, I'm not into the religious kind of side of the Christmas thing. Yeah. I will give it to this song that it makes me, it, it does give me a certain, fuck yeah, I can do this. I can do this shit. And I'm festive, you know, it kind of, Pumps me up in a strange way. It's got this real grand vibe to it. Yeah. Um, And the, again, like I say, the melodies in it are really cool. The, it really lifts up in the chorus. Uh, Although I will say, uh, my girlfriend decided to um, give me a misheard lyric that I've never fucking heard it the same ever since. Thank you for that, my love. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh yeah there there's a part in it where it's like he's calling you, calling you, or something like that. But it sounds like he's saying gumming you as if like he's <laughs> sucking you off with no teeth and like <laughs> uh she's fucked that song for me in that regard. But aside or, from that the, or she's
0: they, she's made it better. She's given you a gift of making it another layer of enjoyment to that song. Yeah, true. <laughs> there
1: is that. But the thing is, like every time it comes on, she'll double down and she'll sing along it to to it. And if I'm in the car driving, <laughs> she'll lean over and go Gumming you," and I'm like, "For God's <laughs> sake, <laughs> I can't just enjoy the snare." <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, kudos to whoever made it sound so fucking huge. I don't I don't know who produced it. Let's on the fly producer shout out. Let's all right. Cliff Richard. This is where I find out it was like someone who was done for something really heinous. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I, I don't know why.
0: Like every time I, 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 I'm about to say Cliff Richard. Why do I? I keep wanting to say Gary Glitter. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. And that's that's a person that's definitely been done. <laughs> I think a, it, he's
1: a. I think Cliff Cliff was like accused of. Something, but it never really came to anything. Okay. Um. Yeah. But uh, w- that where is it? Producer Paul Paul Mosel, Craig Pruis Craig Pruis. Uh. Well, they made it sound sick. So hell yeah. Well,
0: kudos to those gentlemen for making the ultimate snare sound.
1: Yeah, it, it's a it's a good one. Sweet. Uh, so yeah. Uh, over
0: over to you for the number four. <laughs> awesome. So uh, so for my number four, so like I said, we're in the zone of these are the songs that they really give me the Christmas feeling. And um, I love this fucking song. My uh, number four is Feliz Navidad. Oh, by yes. Jose Feliciano. Um, Prospero Feliz Navidad. Joy Felicidad. Yeah. Um, w- which means also have a prosperous new year. So he covers it all in the song. Um. That's from nineteen seventy. So we're over over fifty years ago. insanely um,
1: catchy song,
0: hell, yeah. yeah. and Jose Feliciano was a Puerto Rican was he's still alive. Puerto Rican singer, um, <laughs> which is technically America. It's an American. it's always been a weird thing. Like why is Puerto Rico like is and it's American territory. But it's always it always seems to be treated like that's where foreign people live. <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> I guess it's not connected to us, but still, come on, man. Hmm. Um, but uh the weird thing about this song is that it's it's a song that I've heard ever since I was a kid. It's been Christmas traditional Christmas song to me, but it's always been the one that I go, This is really insanely well written. Like it's really catchy, really fun, has a very uplifting feeling to it, but it's really simple. Like it doesn't have a lot going on in it, but I read that like it didn't chart in the U S until 1998. Whoa. And then, and then it didn't hit the top 10 until last year. It finally hit the top 10 over here in America. And I'm like, that's insane because I, I, I feel like everybody loves this song. I mean, maybe I'm (laughs) wrong. I just felt like it was one of those ones that everybody loved, but um, at least at least because right now Jose Feliciano is like is 76 years old ish so mm. at least he got to live to be like imagine imagine writing and recording a song and then 50 years later you're all like, I'm in the top ten <laughs> 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 fucking A, man, I made it. Um, I mean he had other things that he did that he was famous for anyway but um but uh I, I just think it's one of the most pure sounding Christmas songs because yeah. like, like I, like I said before, I'm not religious. And when you bring religious stuff into Christmas songs, it makes it sound creepy to me. Because <laughs> even when I was a kid, cri- cri- that the the Jesus and Christ and baby Jesus, all of that stuff, when I was a kid, it gave me the creeps. I'm just like, why does this feel like it's weird and off? And I didn't even know yeah. that there was corruption and abuse in the in in most religions. I did not know that, but I had a feeling that something was not right. And so I've never, I've been like, just leave that out of my Christmas songs. And Feliz Navidad is the perfect example of that. It's all Merry Christmas. Ha- have a happy new year. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas <laughs> from the bottom of my heart. That is the entire song. Have a good time Always. That's (laughs) my philosophy, Martin. (laughs) Yes. That's, that's, so that's why I love this song because you don't need to be all like, remember baby Jesus in order to like make a good Christmas song. You just tell everyone, look, I just want you to have a happy Christmas sincerely from the bottom of my heart, have a happy Christmas. And that's fuck man. That's all. That's what it's all about. That's what Christmas, that is the Christmas spirit right there, folks. Hmm. Nothing but a here. good time. <laughs> yeah, don't need nothing but a good time. You know, all I want to do Same is zoom, a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. You know, it's like some some things are so simple and perfect. Just don't yeah. fuck with them. So yeah, anyway, that's my number. Uh, my number four. Cool. Top three territory. Bronze oh, medal. Yeah, this is when the good shit happens.
1: Hell yeah! So <laughs> for my for my number three, I've got "Merry Xmas Everybody" by Slade.
0: Oh, I don't know if I've ever heard this one either. I didn't know Slate did a Christmas song. Okay. No fucking way, dude. So here it is, Merry Christmas. Oh, Everybody's
1: you're right. having fun. Wow, how
0: is that not in my top ten? Never mind, that's yeah. my number eleven. My number eleven is this song. <laughs> yeah, this one's huge over here. Like that the is moment- that is a great song. I I totally forgot about it.
1: I I need to do it. I need to. I need to do it. I'm gonna fuck
0: my voice he's, doing this. He's gonna do it. I'm gonna It's
2: Christmas.
1: <laughs> they, I love when he does that in the song. I don't know how like someone's voice can be that raspy, but I fucking love it.
0: <laughs> that's man, that's awesome. So, so there, the bands of that era, like bands like Slade, um, yeah. are bands that like I've heard songs and I go, this is cool. One day I'm going to really dig into those guys. And I've just never done it. It's just a thing that will happen one day.
1: Yeah. It, it's funny. Like it, it's very much a case of, I, I think songs from that era. I, I don't know if, I don't know if that genre is known so much for its albums as it is like the big hits. Like, I, yeah, I, I guess you're probably, that's probably right. Why. Um,
0: Isn't there an album cover by Slade where they're all doing like sideways thumbs? (laughs) And I always (laughs) thought that that was funny because it's not a thumbs up or a thumbs down. It's like, ah, it's okay. (laughs) Uh, Let's, let's have a look at this Uh, Slade
1: Slade albums. Yeah. It's um, Slade. And it, and it's like, it says Slade as in like Slade. uh, And they're all doing sideways thumbs up and it's got a question mark where it says Slade. It's like, did we? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's pretty. That's, that's cool. pretty great. That's good. That's self aware though. Like that's absolutely that's good fun. Yeah.
0: Man, that is. I'm. I yeah. I'm. That's. I'm glad that you picked eleven because now I'm throwing that as my eleven because like once you went into that chorus, <laughs> I'm all like, oh yeah, that's good. That is a good yeah. one.
1: It's a banger.
0: Cool. Yeah. Slade fucking nailed it. I, I'm gonna go the complete opposite route from you wow. for my number three. So your <laughs> your your song is rockin' and alive, and I'm gonna go with the most somber song that is on my entire list. But God I have to G, Mary, <laughs> <laughs> but I have to admit that this is a song that it's while it's not my number one because it's not my favorite or my number two. But this has the longest history with me, as this defines Christmas. I hear this, and yeah. I go, "This just feels like Christmas." Um, the song is "Christmas Time Is Here" by Vince Guar- Guaraldi Trio from a Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah, um, and it's from 1965. Did I say that right? Vince Guaraldi, I think, is his name. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's sung it's sung by the choir from St. Paul's. Ep- Episcopal church. Every time I read that word, I want to say <laughs> Episcopal St. Paul's Episcopal church in California, which always bummed me out because the kids are what makes this song so great to me. And their, their names are not listed on there. They're old oh. people now. And they didn't get any fucking credit for how cool this song is. Cause it's like, just like, just the, just the Christmas time is here. Like it just feels that you hear snow falling. As it's happening, (sighs) but I love the fact that it it doesn't sound necessarily happy, yeah. And I think it's because it's a it's the jet because it's written by the you know Vince is a jazz pianist who wrote like a lot of music for like the Peanuts stuff. Um, And if you just take the lyrics out. Like, you know, in certain jazz stuff, they do that thing where they'll go into a minor chord or, you know, there's they fuck with things a little bit more in their songwriting. Not that I'm a yeah. jazz fan, but I, I do enjoy this kind of thing. And then the lyrics were written by the guy who was like the executive producer on a lot of Peanuts specials. And so his lyrics are all, you know, sleigh bells in the air, carols everywhere. So it's very, but then there's the way they're sung. Uh, To this music, it's like, it's like, this is happy, but doesn't feel exactly 100% happy. It's like, it's like, all right, enjoy yourself, but also be really, be wary because something might happen. Something might go down. I don't know. But, um, I've always really loved this song because it just, I, I like the, the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Like that's one of my earliest Christmas memories. And the music from that, not just that, just, just Charlie Brown in general. Like that was like one of my favorite things when I was a kid was Charlie Brown and all the, and Charlie Brown was a weird, I don't know how much you know about Charlie Brown. if you watched it a lot when you were growing up? But I saw like little, little clips every now and again. There's so much Charlie Brown stuff that is deceptively sad. Like when you're a kid I didn't really notice how sad these were. And so I got older and then my daughter was born. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to show her all the Charlie Brown stuff. And, you know, especially the movie Snoopy Come Home. Like there's like a five-minute scene where everybody's crying in the movie. <laughs> and I'm just like – I'm, and my daughter's like loving it. But I'm just like, this is really heavy. I never – remembered this being this heavy of a movie, (laughs) but I think that's probably why they've lasted with me so long as being things that I still enjoy today, even though I'm I'm an adult because it's, it's not just your base level shit. It's obviously made for kids, but it's got some pretty deep qualities in it. And, um, I don't know. That's, I guess that's, that's due to, to, uh, Mr. Charles Schultz. But, um, anyway, Christmas time is here is my number three just because it it's the ultimate like it makes me feel like it make it if it literally hearing the song makes it feel like it's dropped ten degrees anywhere yeah. that I am <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like oh shit it's cold in here and um and so I love it so that's my number three the Do only jazz my- song <laughs> we've ever <laughs> talked about <laughs> you want to know my uh de-
1: deceptively sad childhood movie moment what it's the part in short circuit two where Johnny five gets the (laughs) shit kicked out of him. Right. Right. And he's like in a real bad way and he's like kind of falling apart. And like one of the main, main guys, the guy that was kind of a, a hard straight man, you know, throughout he's like, Oh my God, are you okay? And he's like slowly picks up that like chalk and writes dying on the wall. And I was like, no, Wow! No, Johnny Five, you can't die. You're a fucking robot. You're awesome, man. <laughs> Don't fucking die, man. And I remember, like, being sat cross-legged on the floor at five years old, watching that movie for the first time.
0: Fucking traumatized. I was like, Do you know, I just, <laughs> I just now realized something. Movies, even today, why are so many movies made for kids so damn sad? Like that, yeah. Like, there's moments in some of them where it's like, "That is gut wrenching." Why do they got to do things like kill off parents, and yeah. and and then like, that's, Disney man, are fuckers just, for that? Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> that's
0: a, why? That's a. I've never really thought about that, but it's like there's so much stuff. It's like this is geared towards kids, and you're going to cry because of some sad shit that's about to go down in this. And I'm, that's rude. it's mean to do to children but it's like it's like back in the day like my like i i was i was the exact right age when et came out because i was a little 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 kid probably even younger (laughs) than elliot from et yeah and i just remember being like this is the best movie i've ever seen but it is sad as fuck man it is there's so much in that movie that's sad that's another one where he's kind of like, where
1: he's not very well. And they, and he's like in the river and, and stuff and I'm like, yeah. Oh no, man. Like I, yeah. some of that stuff when I was a kid was the most devastating shit I've ever seen. <laughs> like, yeah. like it, I know thousands, millions of other kids had the same exact experience, but
0: God damn, dude, like I that think part that, in- I think those are the things that truly fucked us up. And some people more than others. So like every time there's some sort of like violent outburst, and they're like, we're going to blame Marilyn Manson. I'm all like, no, you should probably blame Steven Spielberg because he <laughs> <laughs> he started fucking people up early.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway. yeah, So <laughs> yeah. this is Ta- the Christ- tangent, Christmas episode. Tangent 75. Um, yeah. OK, we on we on number two. Number two. Cool. My silver Christmas medal goes to... Silver bells. (laughs) Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, Sorry, Everyone by Shaken Stevens. Oh, (laughs) fuck. Snow is falling. Ding, ding, ding. All around me. Ding, 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 ding. Children playing. Ding, ding. Having fun. Ding, ding, ding. It's the season... Love and Key, understanding. Bells, wh- Merry Christmas, everyone! I think I've heard it before. Yeah, it's got that really, really nice video of them, him and Santa, and like they're at Lapland. I don't know if you if you know about Lapland. It's kind of like
0: that. Sounds, that sounds. It's erotic.
1: Yeah, it's it's like a baby. You want to go to Lapland? Yeah, it, it, now that I step back and think about it, it does. It does sound like a strip club. gumming coming, coming, <laughs> and lab Christmas is tainted for me, man. There's nothing sacred. <laughs> oh, but but yeah, there's um. It's like this big ski resort, but it has like a big Christmas theme. I don't know what it's like now. I mean, the music video for it was shot in 1985, and that's like coming up on 40 years ago. So clearly I don't know oh how much God, of it is yeah. that is still the same, but like at the time it was like it's basically just a giant ad for Lapland. Basically it's like So, so what
0: so what was Lapland?
1: It's like a I, I'm I'm pretty sure it's called Lapland and it, it's just a big alpine ski resort where it's okay. like okay. really okay. festive and really Christmas themed. I th- hang on Lap Lapland yeah, it's a region in Finland, and there was a big uh, Santa thing. Oh, look, take the kids to meet Santa for a great Christmas experience at Lapland. It's, it's still very much a thing.
0: Cool. And been, people go there and ski, which I've, I've never skied. But,
1: you know. <laughs> Neither have I. I've watched too many sitcom episodes about ski injuries that I've just kind of fucked it for me at this point. I'm like, yeah... <laughs>
0: Skiing for be- me begins and ends with the movie Better Off Dead with John Cusack. It's just like go that way, real fast. If something gets in your way, turn. That's, that's skiing right there. That's gets that's uh, that's uh, that, what, that what what's that guy's name? He played he was in Revenge of the Nerds, but he's also in in Better Off Dead. Anyway, I just remember like I just remember he's he's on the mountain. And he's like he's sniffing the snow. and he's like this is pure snow. Do you know what the street value of this mountain would be? Look, I can't feel my right arm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it it's one of those. It, it, it has that same effect of like, th- when I hear this, it's Christmas now. Like, yeah, doesn't matter if it happened in November. If I, the moment I hear this, when it comes around, it's go time. Yeah. Tree is coming out of the coming out of the attic. It's going up. Let's fucking eat a bunch of food.
0: And eat a honey get, bun. Yeah, as <laughs> they said bun. in the Star Wars Christmas album. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that song is not on my on my list. <laughs> no, John Boing Giovi is going to be in uh, this uh, in this list.
2: Too deep, do to we wish you a very Merry Christmas? <laughs> oh, have you listened to
0: it since? I've, I've heard
1: little bits of it in the past already. Okay, yeah. okay.
0: Yeah, he, that He's was that was boy, when man. that's when Star Wars was pure before they fucked it up. Come on, man. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's one of those things, don't you? Do you ever sometimes think that you wish that certain things had just ended at a certain point and they never went back to it again and maybe you would enjoy those things mm. so much more? Like imagine living in a world where R- Return of the Jedi and nothing ever happened again. You know
1: how I feel about like the same way? <laughs> Do you know what I feel about it? GTA Five. They keep bringing <laughs> <pulling> it out. <laughs> there expand- we go. Yeah. Oh
0: my God, we got a reference in. Boom.
1: Here's the thing. They've recently released like a new thing for the online mode, right? Where they bring back one of the main characters from the original release for the first yeah. time in... In eight years, right? They got the original voice actor to come back for Franklin yeah. Clinton, right?
0: Just make GTA six already. It's been eight years. <laughs> you know? Fuck. You keep putting out these special editions. <sighs> oh, yeah. But you know what's gonna yeah. happen. They're gonna they're gonna put out the Phantom Menace of GTA games and everyone's gonna be pissed off. I mean, I
1: feel like they're they're they've already made the entire fucking prequel trilogy's worth <laughs> at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Oh, and the awesome. Jar Jar Binks was all of the fucking futuristic vehicles they added in that all of the. To, to, to,
0: the, yeah. to be fair, Jar Jar Binks is the least of the problems of that movie. It's <laughs> like no there's, so, there's so many other bad things about that movie, <laughs> but um, everyone wants to blame Jar Jar. I get it. I get it. I, I will say the best
1: thing uh, the prequels gave us was uh, Jar Jar's verse in the Star Wars Gangster rap song. Have you ever heard that, No. dude? Ah, oh.
0: me so like <laughs> to drink and smoke all night. Me so like
1: to fight and
0: fuck with your wife. It's like fucking good, man. There's something about that that sounds vaguely racist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's like, there's like a Vader verse in there that slaps hard as fuck. It's like V to the A to the D E R, third reconstructing the Death Star with my slick suede suit that's black like tar. Fucking you up, no matter who you are. Tell that
0: motherfucker's about the sheer toxic side. Roll up on your planet, Death Star. Drive by. It's so fucking good, man.
1: <laughs> oh wow! Every time I start that, it's it's like Cartman with um, "Come Sail Away." I have to sing the whole part. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's awesome, man. This is this really. We're going for a world record of ta- of tangents in yeah. this uh, episode, but it's. Like I said, we're giving you your money's worth. Which Christmas special, baby. Keep that in mind when I I release my merch. (laughs) 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 Peanut peanut Butter Platypus. Peanut Butter Platypus, Um, people. um, Hell yeah. My my number two. Uh, This, to me, this this should, to me, this song should have the same level of popularity as Mariah Carey's song. Yeah. Um, my number two is Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC from uh, uh, 1987. It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mom's cooking chicken and collard greens. I mean, it's it is it's great. Um, I love this song. This is another one that you put it on, and I'm like, oh, it's, fu- it's Christmas time now. Um, oh, yeah. And this this song came out on a comp called A Very Special Christmas, Um, which was like a compilation that was put out to benefit the Special Olympics. So look, there you go, doing some good also and releasing a classic hip-hop Christmas song. Um, Produced by Rick Rubin, which why why would it not be? Hell yeah. (laughs) So I just love the vibe of this song. The lyrics are kind of goofy, but, you know, I mean, the whole first verse is like, you know, I think it's, it's runs verse and he fi- he finds a wallet on the ground and he, and turns mm-hmm. out that it's, that it's Santa Claus's wallet and it has a bunch of money in it. But he's like, I can't steal this because this is Santa Claus's wallet. And then he gets home and there's like a note from Santa Claus that says like, hey, by the way, that's for you. You keep all that money. And I'm like, why did you put your license <laughs> in there? <laughs> that sounds like a mistake and you're trying to cover it up and be like, oh, ho, ho, I meant to do that keep keep the money but or maybe it was a lesson of like if you're if you if you find money and you attend, intend to return it um good things are going to happen to you but um anyway christmas and hollis is just a fun super fun song um that's the christmas spirit right there just a fun song and um singing about santa claus none of this jesus stuff in there yeah you know <laughs> it's all about coca-cola and and santa claus but yeah, that's my number two, Christmas and Hollis. Oh my nice. God, we're at our number one. Number one Christmas songs, folks. I I know everyone was has been waiting for this. Like you know what, it, you know it's it's all fun when they talk about Carcass or Billy Idol or whoever it is they're talking about. But really, we want to know what Old Head and Eddie Sparks's favorite Christmas songs are. So here you go. Here's our present to you. Our top go. number one Christmas songs. And to quote.
1: The Barbecutioner on that legendary uh, live stream you guys did. Let me tell you something, man. (laughs) (laughs) I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day by Wizard. Best Christmas song ever. All time. Hands down. Okay, I don't
0: know this song.
1: When the snowman brings the snow, well, you just might like to know. Put a great big smile on somebody's face. See, the true mark of a great Christmas song is the ba bam
0: ba ba <laughs> fill. If you don't have a ba in fill in there. If that, you have it's... you to have a ba and some sleigh bells and then you're yep. all good. It's Christmas Dude, time. So wait, so what year is this song from? Nineteen seventy one, I believe. Let's Wow, let, this is
1: this song to me and its accompanying video is the true. I'm sure. Essence. Phil, I'm
0: sure. I'm sure. Philip Phil knows this song. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> Wizard. I I wish it could be Christmas every day by Wizard. Even the music video for it is the true essence of fucking festive cheer. Uh,
0: All right. I, I I really don't know if I've heard this song. So this is awesome. This is
1: absolutely. Oh, oh 1973. Ah, okay. Couple years later, uh, same year as the Slade song, so good year for glam rock Christmas songs. Yeah. Um, yeah, it. This is amazing, and the the video for it as well. Like I pretty much when I hear this song, I see the video beat for beat throughout the entire thing. It's yeah. got the glam. It's got the glam rock outfits. It's got two drummers, right? Which is a major fucking glam rock thing to have two drummers <laughs> and right there's saxophones in it too the most festive wow. of all instruments barring jingle bells themselves nice and, yeah uh you you got to get in on this on this i wish it could be christmas every day but wizard action
0: i i I, pl- I plan on it i i plan yeah. on putting together the, our ultimate playlist for everybody out there but i'm gonna play it in my house on christmas day and uh they, and enjoy all of the all of these classic Christmas songs some of which I don't think I've ever heard before so that'll be fun. hey man it, this is the
1: this is the best part about this is it's broadening everybody's musical horizons here and uh, yeah I, I I can't get out of my head though how awesomely drunk Barbecue barbecutioner was at the end oh. of that live stream he was amazing. It snuck we, up
0: on me, too, because I knew he was drinking and I was drinking, too, but not quite as fast. But it's almost like like it was like a switch went off where he went from being like, like just kind of tipsy to all of a sudden, man.
2: <laughs> and I'm like, next time
0: we got us, we got to slow down a little bit. Uh, we Yeah. Or uh, I got to speed we, up, really, I guess. Maybe that's what I got. Next time I'm bringing hard liquor, everybody. That'll be one, for those one of, of you who didn't see it. There was a there was a live stream I did. Um, with the Barbecutioner from Chromium Dioxide on YouTube. Um, and it's, it's up there. You can go watch it. And it was fun. It's like two and a half hours of us just shooting the shit and uh, during occasionally which, talking to... During uh, which he gained a
1: whopping nine subscribers.
0: <laughs> woo! See, you know woo! what? No, knowing yeah. me has its benefits. You're going to get at least nine subscribers. Out there spreading the clout, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. So on to my number one. Uh, my number one also has a saxophone in it. Um, hey. but it's, this to me is like this. I, I don't know if it, this would necessarily be considered like the ultimate Christmas song, but to me, this is a, to me, a leg, a legit great song. Like the song could have not been about Christmas. In fact, if you take the word Christmas out of it, there's, it's not really about Christmas, but it's just so well done, and it's an amazing song. My number one is the song "Christmas," brackets, baby, please come home, uh, oh. by Darlene Love from 1963. Nice. Um, and you do you know this one just me by me saying the name? Yeah uh, i I know a lot of Christmas
1: songs. I would probably recognize it if I heard it.
0: Let me let me try to do it. I can't do her voice justice because she sounds great, but it's the um, <laughs> Christmas,
2: snow coming down, Christmas. Yeah. All
0: right. Yeah. There yeah, you go. Boom. So um, Darlene Love was in a, uh, uh, I think it was an all-girl group called The Blossoms. Um, yep. But I don't think I know any songs by The Blossoms, but this is a song that I just love her voice and her performance and the song is written is very well written. It's on a, uh, uh, we, we, we managed to fit somebody in who is, who, um, is a bad person. It is on the album, a Christmas gift for you from Phil Spector. Ah um, yeah. Uh, convicted murderer <laughs> who this year, uh, died in prison. Woo. Merry hey. Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: revolutionized but, music production and shot his wife. Yeah. But that was
0: years later. Years <laughs> yeah. down the road, you know. Anyway, so um and uh this song funny enough is written by like like around this time there was like in America there was like the hit making factories where you had a yeah. bunch of people almost like they were in an office building who were just getting together and trying to write hit songs. And it's so funny because you 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 think about that process and you go Oh well it had to have just come up with a bunch of really shitty music. No, it came up with a whole bunch of great songs. Yeah. And the and this <laughs> this particular writing duo of Ellie Greenwich and Jeff Barry wrote so many great songs, one of which is the song Be My Baby by the Ronettes, which is one of the oh, greatest man. songs ever written. Yeah. And so these this pairing of people that is some magical shit. And they pick amazing singers because there's there's something about the vocalists around that time that were just in that kind of music, because like yeah. my, my problem with oldies, like if somebody says, Hey, are, are, do you like oldies? And I, my, my answer would be no, because to me, whenever I, whenever I think of oldies, I think of <laughs> like, like that bullshit music like that. But there was also really great music that was being made around this time too. And this is a really great example of that because like the song is once again, not happy. It's, it's like the, the, you know, it's like we, she, she's in love with this guy and um, he's, he, he, there's no explanation about why he's gone though. Like, that's the mm-hmm. thing. is if I remember the lyrics, right. I've heard this song a lot. There's no, it's not like, was it a breakup? Is he dead? Is it, well, I guess she wouldn't ask him to come home if he was dead, but you know, you never, you never know. Um, but it's either way, it's, it's a sad Christmas song, but it sounds uplifting as fuck. Like it yeah. just sounds like oh, everybody it's fucking Christmas. And, but lyrically it's, it's kind of sad. And um also this is another one of the songs. Like we are talking about, like I didn't mention like Christmas and Hollis didn't reach the billboard charts until the year 2000 And then this one, it took many, many years to finally chart. And so it's like, there's this thing where you, you, there's certain songs that you hear that you're like, oh, this had to have been a massive hit right out of the gate, but apparently it wasn't. And this is the one Christmas song that like, I legit just think it's an amazing song. I don't care about Christmas. It doesn't matter. It's just so, it's just such a good song. And it's got a saxophone solo in it. So, you know, it's like, you know, that's what you got. And and it, and I think it has a ba-bum-ba-bum ba-bum in it. And it has sleigh bells. It's got everything you need in a in a Christmas song all, all together. Um, but yeah, I love this song, and it is to me the, the best Christmas song because it just it gives me all the feelings that I want to have at Christmas time. And it's in you know, props to Darlene Love. She's still alive, I think. I think she's an old lady now, but you know, if I'm sure she's not watching this, but if any of her people, <laughs> um, uh, know or watching this, tell her, uh, give, give her some props for me for a, an amazing vocal performance on that song. Um, so yeah, so that's, uh, that's our Christmas top 10. And for the last time in 2021, let's do it. Three, two, one. Yeah, yeah we did it. <laughs> just when you thought it was over,
1: so, uh, just when you thought we were done, hey, I think doing that Slade bit gave me that extra bit of rasp I needed. Yeah, before. now you sound yeah, like Yeah, We did it, did it again. All right. <laughs> uh, anyway, rock so, and yeah. roll mixed with a little bit of hip hop, so we, we do. do.
0: <laughs> All right. So yeah, that is that wraps up the uh, last ranked and ranked episode for 2021. Nice. Um, we will be uh, back, obviously, in 2022. We will. I don't remember the exact date, probably the second week in January. We'll, we'll be back. We won't we won't make you wait too long. But um, in the meantime, just remember that we've done 67 episodes of Cranked and Ranked. So if you miss us, just go back, as I'm sure there's some that you missed. I don't know how many mm. people religiously have listened to every one we've done. But we've done some that I think should have a lot more views and and streams than they do. So uh, do that. I've started. Back, I've you? started getting noticed in comments
1: and stuff, and I'm starting to feel famous. Like recently, someone who is most likely listening to this right now, uh, commented. I ca- I can't remember who it was. I'm sorry, uh, but I I I commented on a completely unrelated video to us, and I just got big fan of cranked and ranked my dude i was like wow, wow. that's awesome yeah hell yeah man
0: and well, and and coming go. soon and coming soon your face is gonna be on a mug although i am I, th- I think i'm gonna try to come up with a better design than this but i might also sell <laughs> these two um those are our mug shots yeah yeah there you go <laughs> There's a so there's so this one says peanut butter platypus, but I'm toying with the idea of making a different mug that on the back of it it says, um, drank a bunch of coffee, then died. <laughs> <laughs> you need one that says, Yeah,
1: we did it. Like right. It's gonna around. be the wrap a a wraparound <laughs> yeah. mug and it just goes yeah. all the way around.
0: <laughs> anyway, so oh, uh yeah. Yeah, so that's that. This was a fun episode. Um, totally. For those of you who are still here, obviously peanut butter platypus, peanut a big old platypus. peanut butter platypus for you guys for supporting us. Um, it it's been almost two years of us doing this show, and we'll awesome. and we are there's no we don't have any plans of letting up. So um, not at all. I still have a fucking big ass list of artists to that we could do.
1: We we'll never run out really. There's so many of the fuckers and there's only so many weeks in a year, you know. That's true. I think still- I think
0: one th- we might get to the part where maybe we can circle back to some big ones and see if our opinions have changed at all. Yeah, um, we can do some like redux be.
1: episodes.
0: Oh, yeah. A reimagining of of, uh, of cranked and ranked episode two. Yeah. Or whatever, you know. <laughs> um Anyway, or we'll just do a full out we'll no, we'll, we'll do we'll do a reboot where we get different people to play us. I, who would, who would who would play us? Um oh. I I am going to say um that um what's that guy's name? Never mind, I don't remember people's I I'm what's so bad name? I'm so bad with actors' <laughs> names that I don't I can't remember his fucking name. He was in The Notebook. What's that guy's name? Oh, fuck. Uh, I I don't know. I can't remember. Is he... He's been in other movies too. <laughs> I've never actually seen The Notebook. I just know he's famous for that movie. The Notebook cast. Uh oh. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling hey. is going to play me. Or 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 I'll I'll take Kiefer Sutherland too if you want to go a little older with it. And um, I'll what, be. What about you?
1: I'll be played by a uh, Rambo three era Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, and, that, and that, like th- every, every time, every time I start, every time I go to say hell yeah, instead, I just like fire off an M60 and go.
0: Or even better, man, we get if we get like you can be played by him and I'll be played by Dolph Lundgren and we'll oh. just have a and it'll be a big old Rocky Four battle. If he ranks. He ranks. <laughs> <laughs> uh. a, that would be a, that would be a pretty damn good one. Um, that's that's the, that would be imagine <laughs> imagine if we ever got famous enough to where somebody like did play to us in a movie like that would that would be the most surreal thing ever.
1: And the barbecutioner would be would be played by the fucking robot from Rocky Four that says Happy Birthday Paul <laughs> <laughs> There you go.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, well anyway, that that's that's forthcoming, the reboot of Cranked and Ranked. We'll have to get yeah. some money together for that and get the cast together because you know, I don't yeah. know Ryan Gosling's phone number, but I'm sure <laughs> we'll get it eventually. Um, we got
1: him on speed dial somewhere.
0: he's not doing much, man. He's not, you know, he's not a very sought after actor or anything. So um, he he was in the notebook. (laughs) He was in other movies. Drive. Drive is a movie he was in. Other than that, I'm completely lost in other movies that Ryan Gosling was in, but I, he seems to be a good actor. I mean, I I don't know. (laughs) 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 <laughs> all right, well that that, that last uh, little tangent was uh was just for all of you out there, the big fans. Um, but we're gonna get the fuck out of here. Um, Eddie, any parting words for our for our friends uh, for the end of the year? Uh, was the night before
1: podcast and all through the peanut butter platypus community. <laughs> There was uh merch coming at some point. I don't know. Fucking buy it when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Working are <laughs> going Fuck that.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. For those of you, I'd be, well, I mean, you would have heard me at the beginning asking you for if, if you'd be interested in merch. Um, okay. I don't have anything to add. I, um, I I'm going to, I'll still be releasing videos, but you know, no, no more cranked in ranks for a few weeks, but we'll be back. We'll be back um, back in the saddle again. We'll be back in black. I'm we'll back. be uh, back in the New York groove. We will be uh, uh, back on the chain gang. Back right? on the
2: street again.
0: We'll, we'll be back to the future. We'll be back to the beach. We'll be all of these things. <laughs> Will be baby got back <laughs> oh that's a good one on that note let's get the fuck out of here um yeah thank you very much for listening to cranked and ranked this year we'll be back next year and as usual i'm gonna throw it over to eddie sparks to take us out later dude oh santa
2: yeah <laughs>